very first live show. And uh, so please just be really, really gentle and kind to us <laughs> in the comments below because there are no doubt gonna be some things that are gonna go wrong. But uh, Jay is also joining us on the ones and twos behind the camera. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get into you know a little bit of some match reviews. Yeah, we're, it's gonna double match review. Unfortunately, yep. we have to cover that five-one blowout at Chicago and yeah. a very frustrating three-three draw versus Red Bulls. Indeed. We're also, we're also gonna preview tonight's Open Cup matchup versus St. Louis FC. Yep. And yeah, everything in between. Exactly. It'll be fantastic. Uh, we'll do some buy and sell as well as you can see on this sidebar. But there's also uh, some things to contend with. Uh, yeah, you know, we're basically doing this so that we can start to maybe streamline uh, our post-production process a little bit because yeah, it takes a lot of effort as d does a lot of stuff on this channel. Yeah. So uh, we're just trying to get that stuff quicker to you and uh, yeah, not have to dwell on it for much longer than we really need to. And ideally this frees us up to do other things like play yeah. FIFA with Tito. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But we'll get to that later. But anyway, uh, so we'll, kind of briefly talk mm. about these match reviews yeah. and get through them as quick as possible because we don't really want to talk <laughs> about them for that long, especially not right. this Chicago Fire match. Definitely not that one, but right. uh, let's get right into it then. Uh, the sure. Chicago Fire match, yes, it was a 5-1 capitulation. Yeah, really, uh, really yeah. Um, you know, we conceded three goals in the first 10 minutes. Five goals in the first half. Yeah, uh, really, Nico Gaitan, uh, you know, the guy that just came from China, just completely tore us apart. Tore listen, us a new one. Listen, Gaitan has spent some time in Europe. That's a quality player, yeah. so the, we should have been expecting that somewhat. But yeah. yeah, he had free reign on the left wing. I think he had two assists on the night. It just... Get three assists on the Oh, night. excuse me. So yeah, many goals. I think. Or, you know, two assists or in a goal. Whatever it was, he had a field day. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, he set up the first goal by... None other than Francisco Calvo, who uh, demands respect yes. from uh, you know his time at Minnesota United, <laughs> right? And so it was kind of doubly like a you know dagger in the in the chest when he scored for sure, annoying yeah. really. And yeah. Um, yeah, and then C.J. Sapong, you know the former Philadelphia Union guy. Uh, I mean, somehow. like you hear that name, it's not spectacular, and yeah. then he's but there he is firing into the back of your net. He had a brace on the night as well. Yeah, it just yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know, and then also. Uh, you know, LGP very quickly gets a red card with his uh, handball in the box. I don't know about the call, but you know, they saw something. They felt like he intentionally handled it, whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, he, he went to ground and that's just when it's dangerous, when your sure. arm's dragging and your hand is, it just pops up. I mean, it, it's fair. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. Um, it's annoying, of course, that, uh, you know, we, not only get that double jeopardy, almost triple jeopardy, because yeah. they score. Get, yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's you know the the likelihood of us actually coming back was pretty low. Yeah. But uh, you know, fractured pretty, pretty much dead when we went to ten men, which I think is why PD came out soon after that. Yeah, it, it seems like that, that that's what the case was. Uh, Frank de Boer was you know pretty much trying to save him for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it, was it effective? I mean, not. Not really. We'll, we'll get more. into that too. Yeah. yeah, but in terms of yeah, we still ship two more goals yeah. uh, in the first half. Uh, they pretty much yeah, it's just not spectacular in terms of defense. No. Uh, since the break, since we've come back, yeah. it's been kind of uh, yeah horrendous it's defending. Kind of a shit show, really. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, with that Chicago match, I think you have to recognize that Chicago. They do have attacking quality. They have yeah. like very good forwards. We mm -hmm. mentioned the uh, Gaitan, There's Katai. There's 
Uh, yeah, Nikolic, who didn't even start this match exactly. And then when you have Schweinsteiger playing in the back, and you have yeah, so just I, you know, I think yeah. they're I think their approach was naive going into this match. Really, they're on the road. It's a team that you've already beaten this season. You know, they want to get one over you. Yeah. You've got to survive that initial wave. Shipping three goals in ten minutes is not doing that. And yeah, yeah it's just awful approach all around. I think. And the boy kind of lit into him for it. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, at halftime he apparently. Uh, said that, yeah, I mean, you should be ashamed, um, embarrassed, really, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, if you want to... Show, show some balls, some honor. Yeah, yeah. Which was, I mean, you know, great in theory to say, but yeah. I think it's also, uh, you know, it's the choice that he, you know, uh, with the 11 is just... It was perplexing as well. Yeah. I mean, you know. I think, yeah, it's definitely defensive, but they yeah. weren't, at the same time, they weren't defensive enough. You exactly. Know? It's, it's almost too defensive when you have guys that can't be on the ball as much as you want them to and right. then with the setup and the mindset uh, to really try to play out still and it's just you're you're gonna get eaten alive when you know you don't have the ball and you're caught up far far forward yeah it's just yeah it, or caught in your own half yeah and um, you know or you can't even uh, stop a, a kind of Pretty much at your feet cross oh yeah lgb that was not a great moment for him sorry yeah. buddy <laughs> yeah and so you know there's countless countless errors in this uh not just individual errors yeah and um you know so not a ton to uh to grab from in terms of positives but yeah. at least in the second half Miles Robinson makes a ridiculous forward run. Yeah. I, is he a center back or is he just like a fantastic he, like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just a fantastic all around athlete. Clearly, yeah, uh, yeah. he was like a gazelle, and you know, at some point, it's like you had to do a triple take. Just like, is that Robinson? Yeah. Is he what? And then he makes the cross. Yeah. It's like, it's like what? No, he gets fouled for the penalty. Yeah. I mean, it's right, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Exactly right. Exactly. The whole, yeah, the whole thing though. Um, I was, I was watching. I was like, wait, did this? Who the who came on? Is that Pereira? Like, I yeah. Didn't, Right, exactly. know what was going on. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, and Brandon Vasquez puts away, yeah. you know, the goal. And so, uh, at least for, uh, in terms of what I uh, think in terms of for Vasquez, it's good to see him hit the back of the net against an MLS side. Yeah. Because for one thing, I mean, that just boosts his confidence. And, well, he didn't get to play really, you know, too much in terms of uh, far forward over the weekend. But yeah. I think if he plays uh, tonight, against uh, St. Louis FC, then that just kind of boosts his confidence even more. He did come in at a key moment, though, in that match. And you could yeah. say that he helped change, turn that match around. Yeah. Talking about the Red Bulls match, that is. Yeah, so, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but he yeah. didn't get his goal, but of course, it's you know that wasn't his role. Right, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but in terms of, uh, yeah, so that's probably the lone positive of yeah. this match, is mm -hmm. that yeah we kept him off the board, but... At the end of the day, they sat back. They, sat they back. pretty much sat on their laurels. Saved their legs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the job was done at 5-0, obviously. So. Right. And so, in terms of that, um, yeah, it's something that we want to get over quick, but you <laughs> hope that the team is just watching those plays on replay yeah. in the locker room and, you know, in the in the, uh, the video room and just making sure that these mistakes don't happen again, but uh, it, didn't yeah. really, it didn't really happen over the weekend. Uh, didn't seem like it actually took. No. So against the New York Rebels yep. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to, uh, I think, 68,000 people yeah. uh, that paid in attendance. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it was... Uh, a very entertaining game for the neutral. Yeah, I mean, great for MLS to put it on a great soccer Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. So th we were, this was a showcase match. That came on after the women's final. Yeah. I actually went to the stadium early, watched the women's final. If you were there with me, 
great atmosphere. Exciting match as well. Yeah. yeah. And especially, you know, big shout out to the U.S. women's national team for, yeah. you know, doing what they do. But pretty yeah. much at this point, winning trophies. I yeah. Mean, it's just uh, fantastic to see get that fourth star on there. Yeah. Love it. Love gotta, it. Gotta get that jersey for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, in terms of this Red Bull match, um, you know, we start off pretty decently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, PD finds Miram. You love seeing the confidence from Miram. That first touch takes him inside his defender and he's in on goal. Mm -hmm. The cool finish, all of it. You love what we're getting from Miram right now. He's yeah. one of the bright spots for really since he's joined the team. I mean, right. And who would have expected, especially, you know, his form at Orlando City, yeah. his form at Columbus Crew. What did Atlanta pay for him? Yeah, $100,000 in GAM and a second round super draft pick. So, back of. Doritos? Yeah, a bag of Doritos and uh, and some some socks. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's uh yeah, not very much. And so yeah, he is already overperforming uh, what his expectations are, and that's fantastic, yeah. of course. But um yeah, and you know so in terms of uh, you know the start, it's good, but you know that's when we start to have that shaky defense rear its ugly head again. Absolutely. And so I gotta give uh, Guzan some stick for his distribution on the first goal. He put Ambrose in a tough spot. Ambrose loses it. We're, there we are losing the ball in our own third. Yeah. And uh, Red Bulls capitalize. I mean, it's pass, yeah. pass, 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 shot, goal. And that's right. what they do. And they've mm -hmm. done this to us multiple times. I'm tired of seeing us give away the ball against Red Bulls, especially in our own half. That, that's a no, you can't. Mm -hmm. And so Guzan, you know, you also gotta recognize that Ambrose is his first start in months. Yeah. You know, so you yeah. gotta give the guy some slack, you know, like maybe not put him in a tough position like that. Right. You know? And yeah, he got a lot of stick uh, from fans afterwards. Uh, but I think, yeah, you have to kind of chalk that down to it's his first match back in MLS for a long time. Yeah. And then not only that, he has to play against Red Bulls where he doesn't even get any time any freedom to play out. No, it's and he has to get up the wing, you know, he has to help the team out as the fullbacks do in the system. It's yeah, a tough ask. That is a extremely tough ask. And so uh, I think, you know, Mikey Ambrose, you take his performance with a grain of salt yeah. here for sure. Uh, but Joseph Martinez finally being back, Oof. fantastic, because he pretty much was trying to will us to this win. And yeah, kind of like I mentioned in the fan camps, like it's, Kind of reminiscent of that 3-3 uh, 2017 Orlando City match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where you know he was he scored that hat trick and he was just trying to will us, and it just didn't happen. You know, this match was I gotta say it was pretty dour. I, you know, I would say through 60 minutes, Red Bulls were dominating. At that point, they had twice as many shots as Atlanta. Yeah. They had lots of shots on goal. It really the only reason I had any hope at all because of Joseph. I just felt like yeah. Joseph might do something. He pulls Joseph, out that magic. Yeah, and he yeah. wins a penalty, and he wins it through pure effort. We saw this yeah. happen with the U.S. women multiple times. They had a few penalty calls go their way because they were just first to the ball. Yeah. Sometimes soccer is that simple, and Joseph, you get that effort. He, he yeah. gets, wins the penalty, he obviously buries it like he always does, mm -hmm. we're tied, we're in the game, and then what happens? Yeah, you know, and then, you know, it's uh, it goes on for a minute, uh, you know, we get all the way to stoppage time, and all the Guzan while... Guzan had a big save. Guzan had a big save, that's true, uh, but all the while, I mean, it's a really chippy match, it's a, uh, it's a match where Larry, you know, <laughs> does some questionable things, but dark also maybe, arts. yeah, some of the dark arts and maybe some commendable, really, I should probably yeah, some things. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Joseph Martinez, uh, yeah, I mean, he scores a brilliant header. Oh. Like, just the, the wherewithal to be able to score from, you know, from the back of the head to the other side. And yeah, yeah. it's a it's a good the service. Back post, yeah. yeah, it's a good service by Escobar, but it's also between two uh, Red Bulls defenders. He's got to get up. He's got to loop that header over, yeah. he kisses it in off the crossbar. It's beautiful. It's yeah. so deserving to be a game-winning goal. 
but we switch off. And uh, it's been the case pretty much for the last maybe four games. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah, I mean, you know, we get all high from this, uh, from a goal and from just, you know, the, the good times of scoring. And it's yeah. like, and then, you know, Not so much. automatically you capitulate. And just how easy this ball slices through us is what is perturbing, really. That's really, like, because when, when you see it live and you see it trickle through, you're like, okay. When I saw the replay, it's a nothing ball. Yeah. It's, he's not even it's looking. Speculative. Yeah. Yeah, at, at best. He's not looking for anybody. And yeah. who's open? Yeah. Bradley Wright Phillips. Like, yeah. he's a veteran striker in this mm -hmm. league. He's just come on. How is he? How does he have that much time? Right. How does that ball get through? And that's, yeah, that's what happens is, uh, you know, you can't switch off against some of the best teams in the league. And no doubt about it, wherever uh, New York Red Bulls are in the league, it's a red herring at this point because they are, you know, they need to be higher. They are higher. Um, and at least in the power rankings, they're at least fifth. You know? Yeah. So for MLS anyway. And um, listen, the standings a little might be uh, lying to us a little bit because they are behind us, but they're, they have, they're on the same amount of games, only two points behind us. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, this is that, that type of match where it just uh, it frustrates an Atlanta United fan, probably a, a New York Red Bull fan as well, to no end. Um, yeah. Because they probably feel like they had some points where they could have won this match. They dominated this match. They thought dominated good periods of this match. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, you could have argued that us getting up, like we were absolutely thrilled. Yeah. It's just that moment where we capitulate that third goal. And, yeah, we both walk away with a point which... I think at the end of the day, I mean, if we circled it on a calendar, it's like, okay, yeah, that's probably, you know, a draw is actually pretty decent because yeah. we haven't beaten them. Hell, if you look at the statistics from the match, it's an even match, but when you're mm -hmm. up with four minutes less than yeah, to exactly. go, it's inexcusable. Right. And in terms of uh, the ref in this match as well, I mean, there's a lot to, to pick, <laughs> pick at for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, in the... Instance of in the interest of wanting to move on uh, quickly, we won't get into a ton of it. But no. uh, he, at the end of the, the match, he goes into the locker room <laughs> and he gives Larry a red card uh, for the stomp that probably uh, was deserved for that that dude because he, he was he was starting a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If this is know. the same guy who's getting into it with Gressel and others, yeah. then sure, I, no love lost, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's playing the dad, I guess, and he's just you know. At least Larry doesn't play as much this season, so it's not a huge loss per se. Yeah, yeah. and he could play tonight uh, <laughs> against uh, St. Louis FC in that right. instance. So I mean, not all is bad, but right. it's uh, yeah, it's three three games that he misses, and so in that sense. We're missing depth. Yeah, we're missing depth, especially with you know nine games in what you know a month. So yeah, yeah, not fantastic uh, time to do this. If he had done this, maybe you know <laughs> in June, <laughs> right. it would have been different. Right. But uh, so anyway, um, yeah, New York Red Bulls. I mean, they just uh, you know they're just still the thorn in our side that yeah. we haven't beaten in the regular season, but. We still have Thor, so yeah, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's what it is. We still <laughs> lifted a trophy on your grounds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, up into uh, or getting into the post-match quotes, then, yeah. you know, Frank DeBoer, uh, yeah, he had a reason to take PT off a little bit early. Yeah. You want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's pardon us. Yeah. yeah. This is the. These are the perils of uh, going live. Anyway. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I would say defending starts up front. You cannot blame the defenders. It's the whole team. It's all a team effort. I think we have to understand that. 
I want not 10 or 9 or 8 who work hard. Everybody has to work, especially in these kinds of games, these very difficult games. Obviously, 10 would be all outfield players, unless he yeah, includes more super stuff. Of course. But yeah, like basically, so PD. Yeah, no, and so PT taking being taken off, I mean, it was because apparently uh, what Frank DeBoer said, he wasn't winning the duels in yeah. midfield, even though when Brandon Vasquez came on, it wasn't exactly he was winning the ball all the time, but he's yeah. putting off defenders and getting the ball out of out of play, out of bounds, and so that it wouldn't be just a quick counter. Yes. Because that's what was slicing us open. I, yeah. yeah, you know, a direct call from New York Rebels is super deadly. And that's the thing I think that frustrated me most about PD. You know, and I think we should like break down his performance. We talk about him so much, but you know, beating defenders, beating defenders one on one off the dribble in space is something I expect him to be able to do, and he just yeah. wasn't doing it. Time and again, he got tackled, yeah. and yeah, it's an instant turnover uh -huh. in the middle of the field. You're immediately back defending. So players who maybe yeah. were making a run have yeah. to now retreat. It's it's kind yeah. of frustrating for everyone involved. Yeah, and it, you know during the, uh, the the first half it was definitely a lot better sure. than what we've usually seen. He actually had a really really good first half, yeah. uh, especially on the counter. Uh, that's really how we were doing really well. But I think it was in the second half that was when uh, you know he started maybe doing some back heels, yeah. uh, some dummies that really weren't coming off, and yeah. that's where. Yeah, it was maybe becoming like uh, it's been a pattern, a little bit of a liability on the pitch. Now, uh, it doesn't mean that he's not going to come good or any of that type of stuff. It's just, you know, this uh, month's worth or at least season's worth of uh, adjustment period for him. It's still been an adjustment period. Yeah, yeah, and that's the pattern. You know, he gives us about an hour and then he kind of has to be taken off. You yeah. know, he's just not as effective. It's yeah. not just, and look, we know the talent's there, but yeah. I think Frank DeBoer has to... Go with the here and now, go with informed mm -hmm. players. And so, yeah, yeah you know, p play PD as you have to, but also mm -hmm. take, take them off, off if you have to. rest them when you have to. I mean, you know, and we'll see what tonight, but yeah. 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 Exactly. And another post match quote, I'll let you grab that one yeah. as well. Sure. Joseph uh, Martinez. Joseph, man. yeah. On how he feels about being back, happy because I'm seeing my family. That's what makes me happy now. He just always knows how to tug at those heartstrings. He really does. The mood is different when Joseph is there. It mm -hmm. has to be said. I mean, like, yeah. I remember after the match, mm -hmm. he went all around. He applauded the, everyone in attendance. Very classy from him. It just, uh, I just feel so gutted for him and personally. He, when he scored that goal, how, yeah. how I felt, how we felt at that moment. Like, we finally get one and our boy is back. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's only for a point. But, you know, the brace, the performance, I think, is very encouraging. Mm -hmm. And... That gives me optimism going right. forward at the very least. Because, yeah, no, he's he's uh, kind of the almost kind of a leader by example in that sense, emotional leader probably. Exactly, yeah. Because, you know, when he's on the pitch, you know something's going to happen. Something magical could happen. You know, he just has this way of just creating something out of nothing or just being so ice cold in front of goal. Yeah. Yeah. Even occupying defenders, I would argue yeah. on that first goal, you know, Joseph occupied a couple defenders. That's how Miriam was able to be one on one. He's yeah. so important to this team. Agreed. So anyway, uh, that wraps up a bow on both of those matches, and uh, we'll just try to forget about them now because yeah, it's just uh, you know, yeah, goodbye. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> let's just try to uh, get some better results this month. But uh, let's get into the news then and into the standings. And so you know, there's. You know, less than desirable results recently. Sure. But, you know, we're still only six points from the top uh, 
of uh, Philadelphia Union, who, uh, yeah, we have two games in hand on. It was a fortunate weekend, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah. uh, Union, DC, NYC, Red Bulls, before uh, the Atlanta match had a heavy loss as well. Everybody dropped points, and so first place is still within reach mm -hmm. if this team can buckle down, defend better, get mm -hmm. healthy, and put some results together. I mean, like I don't, I don't know if I have the faith in us to do that at the moment, but it's there. They can do it. First place yeah. is still all but attainable. Yeah, and I think that just speaks to the mediocrity that is the East right sure. now. I don't think many are going to catch up to LAFC at this moment with their record-setting pace no. and Carlos Velo just playing out of his mind. No. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those though. We still need to get a high seed so that we don't have to play a New York Red Bulls on the road or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's only one uh, yeah. one leg this year instead of two yeah. legs in the playoffs, and mm -hmm. our road form is not brilliant. It's not, and then, you know, or even, you know, playing a DC at Audi Field. Oof. I mean, these are, God, yeah. or even playing a Toronto at BMO Field. These are house of horrors. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. Stop reminding me, <laughs> God. But anyway, <laughs> let's, let's move on to something a little bit more happy then. Yeah. Uh, so, George Campbell, the new signing this week. Yeah. Uh, we've had a new signing in multiple weeks now. Yay! Yay. But, um, yeah, so George Campbell, uh, he is now our sixth homegrown. He signs a contract with the first team. And uh, yeah, I mean, he he's started there. at Georgia United with Tony Annan, so Tony Annan knows him pretty well. Exactly. He's played a lot with AU2. You know, it's nice mm -hmm. to see players coming through the pipeline, if you will, and exactly. hopefully he features for the first team, maybe next year, maybe sooner than that. Yeah, uh, his actual contract starts in January of 2020, okay. and so he can continue to play with the Atlanta United 2, the Atlanta, with Atlanta United 2, and so it will uh, really, I think, further his development, because yeah, I, he had committed to Maryland, mm. and you know, I think any sort of, uh, you know, if you're trying to compare it, Atlanta United 2 versus Maryland, he's, yeah, we, we, we want him in Atlanta United 2 yeah, exactly. because we yeah. can control his minutes, we can control his fitness, yeah. he can play with the first team in training and whatnot, and exactly. maybe even feature, uh, especially in some of the, the games if we need him, which maybe we might need him because of these <laughs> crazy things that keep happening to our defensive line yeah. in terms of uh, not only injuries or, you know, whatnot. Suspensions. And Suspensions, exactly. So, you know, we need all the hands that we can get. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Kate Parker's daughter, oh, uh, Alice, who's an impressive little songbird who sang the national anthem at the Red Bulls match. I mean, my God. It was a tearjerker. Seriously. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I said to my girlfriend at the match, like, if this doesn't get you up for the match, I don't know what will. Yeah. Because it, I, I got inspired. I wanted to, like, mix <laughs> them up, get cleated, and, like, right. let's go. But, uh, she was so uh, brave and so like courageous yeah. with it. She had so much swagger with the song. It was amazing. Yeah. She was what, seven? I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. She's a youngin', so yeah. Yeah. it was yeah. just amazing that she, uh, you know, th that voice was coming out of that little person. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so uh, let's move on to uh, some of the suspension and injury report things. Uh, and so, you know, LGP, his suspension is done. So that's fantastic. We sorely missed him, I think. Yeah, I think uh, so, yeah. Yeah, even though, you know, against Chicago, it was not fantastic and, right. you know, whatnot, you still, yeah, you would rather him. have him out there. Especially when uh, Pogba came out of the match and Parker came in. I think uh, Red Bulls really targeted that side of the defense. And Indeed. yeah, you know, like Pogba was a big miss. Yeah, and speaking of, he's yeah. going to miss more games, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Let's say uh, about uh, three weeks out with a hamstring injury. Indeed, yeah, indeed. That's and why he came out early versus Red Bulls. Yeah, and especially, uh, yeah, Fred DeBoer was saying that, uh, you know, it was probably the workload was too much. 
You know, he had played uh, essentially three games in a row, hadn't really played as many games, uh, really, really m many games at all right. uh, before that. And so, uh, yeah, it's kind of damning on Factor Board that yeah. he had to put him out there. Even though I think, I, I see why you risk him, but it's really, I mean, and he was playing really well. Yeah, he was. Against he Red was. Bulls. And really, he's played really well since he's really, you know, come it's, into any of the games, but it's such I, a shame. I, yeah, I think the coach has to take some grief, though, for the minutes management, because he did, yeah. he started against Montreal, and he started against Red Bulls, and he started against... Uh, well, he came in, yeah, because of LGP as well, against Chicago Fire. Ah, right, So okay, that's yeah. why, yeah, his yeah. Work, workload was a little heavier than he's used to. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be tough, uh, because he probably is that at least third center back, probably. I think so. And he's like he's, he's a natural replacement for LGP as well, which is why I think he started against Red Bulls. Right. But, so yeah, it is kind of a huge miss, actually, that yeah. another three weeks when we have a million matches... Yeah, it would have been perfect to have him, and it is what it is at yeah. this point now. We'll have to make do without him. Yeah. But guys, let's get to buy or sell. And uh, yeah, so this is a little game that we like to play now yeah. that, uh, yeah, yeah, you basically uh, have to decide if you buy or sell the certain topic. And that first topic is uh, with that PT rumor from TYC Sports uh, that said that he could be moved or loaned and, uh, you know, that was quickly debunked by also Frank DeBoer, also uh, Darren Eels. Do you buy or sell that we should loan PT Martinez this season? Um, I may buy it. I'm gonna buy it. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna buy it till the end of the season because huh. you know we have uh, we have Miro who's coming and done well. We should hopefully have Barco back soon. Tito back eventually. We've uh, signed Hyman who can play in that line, and so it becomes a question of. If uh, Petey gets squeezed out because of form or what have you, it might make sense to loan him out to the end of the season. Maybe hopefully he can uh, get resettled, come back in 2020, come back stronger yeah. for the team. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Okay, uh, I'm going to sell it because, yeah, it's just one of those things where I think optics-wise, it's a little dangerous to uh, be loaning out a player within the six-month period. Not only that, uh, you want to recoup as much money as possible but at the end of the day, you still have to think about results. Yeah. And yeah, I think he can, I think, contribute to the results that we want. It's just a matter of, yeah, if he needs to be benched or substituted earlier, then okay. Then, you know, let it happen as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, we get the best 11 on the pitch as much as possible. So I think, uh, yeah, I think... For me, it's just it's dangerous to do that uh, with a player that you just brought in, especially at a record fee, especially kind of, I think, also with his fragile mindset, I think, I, I would say, and that's maybe a little bit harsh, but sure. uh, I mean... He's in a vulnerable place, let's yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so to put him in that type of situation where it's like, oh, you know what, you just came in, but you know, we are going to loan you. It, for me, it's tough. And I would talk to him, yeah. See I, how I, he respect, feels. I yeah. respect that you want to want to uh, buy that, but, <laughs> excuse me, but, uh, and so... Uh, next topic is, so Flo's brother, Paul Pogba, has been running and training around in an Atlanta United kit. Yeah, in uh, NYC, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. NYC, and it's just, it's, you know, uh, pretty awesome to see, I think. But, yeah. uh, do you buy or sell that this is just a giant tease and he should stop? <laughs> you know, uh, Paul Pogba's agent talking about him leaving Manchester United, maybe he's coming to what? No, I'm kidding, I'm he's kidding. <laughs> Paul Pogba will be in Atlanta for one reason or another. That's yeah. what I'm taking about this. 
Because of his brother. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. But, uh, yeah, in, in terms of that, yeah, I think... That's what I buy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a giant tease. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a giant tease. Well, maybe it's not even a tease really for me. I sell that it's a, it's a tease. I think he's just supporting his brother. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, there may be some speculation if he's going to Juve, if he's going somewhere else. He's Madrid. Leaving, yeah, Madrid. If he's leaving Manchester United, uh, Tanner likes to think that he's probably going to be staying. I mean, it's our... Resident Man United, uh, you know, expert in that sense. <laughs> no uh, I would probably think that, yeah, I know, in terms of Pogba, he definitely is maybe a little wants away, but yeah. whether he can actually secure that move away, that's a whole other thing, you but it definitely will not be at Atlanta United. <laughs> uh, and so last buy or sell, uh, Atlanta United 2, okay. So they had their last match postponed to rain mm -hmm. or for rain against Charleston Battery. Uh, so there wasn't a result there, but they still have not won a match in a few months. Do you buy or sell that we should start to worry that they have not won a match in that long? Um, I would worry about the mood of the team. I think that, you know, no matter what kind of project or setup or let's say you go into season rebuilding, results still affect the players. Mm -hmm. And so for them, I, I would worry a little bit. I think the coach has a big task in terms of keeping their heads in the game, us, yeah. mm -hmm. um, keeping them motivated, you know, in, in training and whatnot. And so that's the only reason I buy it. I understand why the results are happening. I think we do. And this is also only the second year of this team. It's still a project that we're working on. It's not as established as like a Red Bulls 2 or mm -hmm. a Timbers 2 or whatever. So, um, but for the players, I do worry. Yeah, I worry a little bit for them. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, I sell that we should start to worry now, but at the end of the season, if, you know, we're dead last and it's like, you know, you don't see any uh, improvement from the guys that are in the team and you don't see like, um, you know, Miles Robinson pretty much was uh, really kind of breaking through uh, because of his play at Atlanta United 2, mm -hmm. and they weren't really good last year either. True. And so, yeah. you know, you kind of have that where not, you know, not every single uh, result is tied to performance. You know, and so right. you can guy, you can have guys that have good performances in Atlanta United two matches, and it's still, yeah, you maybe ship three goals and you lose, but yeah. you know, maybe they're at least learning from those lessons, and they can start to be, you know, seasoned professionals in that sense of being able to deal with adversity. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, let's uh, time to plug some of our new stuff that we've been producing with Five Strike Five with Jay Riddle. Shout out to our boy there yep. uh, with some really, really dope stuff uh, at his studio. And if you haven't checked it out yet, it's, you know, five topics, you know, in a really short amount of time. Yeah. We're not going to be married to that five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, it's a, a digestible amount of time. You know, exactly. Something on the go, you know, that's yeah. you're at work, you pull out YouTube real quick. Indeed. And, you know, five topics that you might want and need to know about whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, also, Squad Goals with Tito Vishalba came out. If you haven't checked it out, check it out in the card up to the right. But, uh, yeah, there's a signed Tito Vishalba kit with, uh, you know, with the winner who actually, uh, well, it's going to be a, a different contest uh, when we get to 10,000 views on YouTube. So, okay. you know, yeah. it's just get us there, though. You know, help us get there because, yeah, creating and, you know, just producing this content takes a lot, a lot of time. And, yeah, we really want to keep making more for you. And so our goal is just to kind of get to a certain number and so we can start pushing out to not only sponsors, but... Uh, some, you know, things that can help us produce 
the content that we want to make for you guys. Yeah, and we, so. we'll be able to do that full time, ideally, hopefully. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, keep doing that for us. And, uh, you know, we will love you forever. We already love you forever anyway, but, you know, it's just cherry on top anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, guys, you can send in your questions in the live chat. Uh, we're gonna get into the mailbag where you guys send in these questions through IG story. Please continue to do so and we might answer your question in the future. But uh, yeah, we'll answer those questions right after uh, we answer these mailbag questions from Instagram story. So first question comes from San Sam Holloman seven. How did we defend so well on our five game shutout streak and now our defense is in shambles? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. Certainly the opponents, uh, I uh -huh. think maybe we were may have been getting let off a little bit uh, in those games. Uh, but the defense did seem like they had something figured out. But, you know, Toronto, I think Chicago, you know, certainly has better talent than uh, they get credit for. Mm -hmm. And then a team like Red Bulls. They tend to expose us, if, if we're going to be honest. You yeah. know, they, they have our number for a reason. Mm -hmm. They knew exactly where to attack. They knew yeah. how to get us, mm -hmm. when to get us. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's the quality opponents more than anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's like in 2017 or even 2018, uh, we were flat track bullies. We beat up on teams that we should have beat up on. And then we weren't doing too hot against some of the uh, better performing sides or the sides that were kind of near the top of the conference. And so uh, I think, you know, this is a little bit of a case of that because yeah, some of the patterns were apparent. I think we just got away with a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And I mean like a team like Montreal, for example, they even we beat, they had their chances. They just yeah, didn't take them. Exactly. And so that's kind of, I think where this stems from. It's unfortunate. And yeah, we got to figure out something quick yeah. because this is, uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of the fans can really uh, stomach this. In this entire month if this happens. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, next question comes from Nijaz. If Emerson Heinemann performs tonight, should he get an MLS start? Uh, yeah, somewhere along the line, I think so. I mean, like, next week we have three MLS games in one week, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, I think there would definitely be opportunities for him, too. And if he shows well, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, like I said before, the boys got to count on informed guys, you know? Mm -hmm. We can have our goals for the end of the season and for next season and so on. Mm -hmm. We got to win matches now. And we have the players, if we have the players here now to help us do so, then yes. So Hyman, if he does well, sure, give him a start. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, you want him to, um, you know, perform as well as possible, of course, but you have the other aspect of, he maybe lacks maybe a little bit of match fitness too. Sure. And so, you know, I, I hope he can. It's just a matter of how fit is he to be able to do so. Um, and does he have to come off a little earlier and whatnot just to kind of build that? Yeah. So, uh, next question comes from ATLUTD23. What should we call the NWSL team if we got one in Atlanta? Oh man, I put some, <laughs> I put a lot of thoughts into this. Oh, yeah? yeah, okay, yeah. what do you got? <laughs> well, so I think it would be really cool if it could be Atlanta United, you know, just the, the sure. whole. Yeah, the whole as a club yeah. structure, sure. Yeah, but uh, if they, they may not let us do that actually, NWSL. Mm -hmm. I like Phoenix personally, you know. Yeah, you know, you know what? <laughs> I, I think uh, I think a lot of us probably have that in mind. Yeah, it's the bird, the fire, the whole thing. Yeah, like, it's the roots of uh, Atlanta for sure. I, you you kind of took mine, and so <laughs> oh uh, man, I'm sorry. It's all good though. Um, so I think yeah, I mean for me, I think it's the same. It's one of those uh, you know, if something more creative comes along or something like that, if we are allowed to give uh, another nickname for the team, then okay, but. Yeah. Um, I think either way, it's one of those like uh, we would love to see one. 
come up very, very soon. Absolutely. Because I think you see that the talent is there and you want to see that momentum being carried on, especially from just you know this type of performance from the ladies yeah. in the you know in the World Cup. That's the thing. This pool is so deep. Like there are great players who didn't even make the roster. You exactly. know who are still holding it down in NWSL. And then you have internationals like Sam Kerr who mm -hmm. play in this league. It's just it's a great league. And I love Atlanta to be a part of it. I would love to go to NWSL games. I love to go to the Benz actually. I hope they play in the Benz too. Yeah, I, it's just a matter of if they if they can. If because you know I think attendance will definitely uh, matter. And if they yeah. play at fifth third, then. You know, mm -hmm. I think you'll see that, yeah, it might be troublesome yeah. to get people there. I mean, yeah. just, it is what it is. We'll see. But uh, last question from IG Story comes from Eduardo V14. Do you think PT plays more comfortably when Barco plays? I can buy that. Yeah, I think that Bon Barco, I think I've said this multiple times, Barco is our best player, and I think he's the key to this season going well for Atlanta. And so if he comes back and he, uh, you know, he has all the attention, he takes more of the ball and responsibility, then yeah, I think like PD could actually do well in a role where maybe he's uh, not as dependent on, yeah. you know, but maybe where he can uh, isolate players and take yeah. them on and uh, mm -hmm. contribute, so to speak. Yeah, I think definitely during this season, I think, you know, I think there are some times where they end up on the same part of the pitch because sure. yeah, they, uh, you know, if Barco plays on the left, he cuts in. If PT plays on the in in the middle, he you know starts to drift left a little bit, and you know you have those issues. But I think at the end of the day, when it was Barco in the middle and PT on the right, I think you saw that to great effect because Barco has that work rate mm -hmm. and he can last the entire 90 playing that way, and PT Martinez can kind of. Kind of do what he does and kind of drift in and out of matches, yeah. and so it actually allows it to be a little bit more fluid. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's much, yeah, it is much better when Barco and PT play together for sure. At least this season. Uh, who knows about next season? Who knows if Barco's gonna be here? But <laughs> right. Um, so okay, here's our uh, questions from the chat. Uh, thank you, Jay, for picking these out. Thank you guys for submitting them. Please continue. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, what is the chance of a repeat this point? Uh, what is the chance of a repeat this point in the season from Connor Chung? Uh, I'm going to put it at, let's <laughs> say, 20%. Um, I, I think that uh, our saving grace is that first place in the East is still attainable. Uh -huh. If we can have home field advantage until the championship game, mm -hmm. it goes well. And you know, if you if you go into that final with some momentum, let's say let's say against LAFC, maybe you know, yeah. I, I, it's not looking great though. It's not looking great to repeat this season. Yeah. We should still at least be a playoff team. Beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, of course it'd be fantastic if we won again. And I think with the crapshoot that is the playoffs now, I think you might be able to see if yeah we are playing at home. We might be able to get on a run, and if we peak at the right time, you never know. You never know what could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next one, I don't know if this, it might give away what the match preview is, so maybe we'll, I'll skip this one. Uh, <laughs> we but, got you though. Yeah. Uh, and so next question comes from Phase Atlanta United. Will Ambrose start it Parkhurst? I guess we'll so. start over Parkhurst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it, it also is. And uh, these two questions <laughs> are pretty much uh, the other one was about Hyman, if you, who we replaces tonight. Okay, uh, we're gonna save that for the match for you. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We got you. We got you. Uh, but okay, next question comes from Amir B. <laughs> so you think Vasquez will start based on his form, or will Joseph take his place? Also, another <laughs> match for you question. All right, guys, we'll, we'll answer this one. Yeah. Because uh, I actually will not be sticking around for the match preview, so <laughs> I will. Uh, I will give my revealing answer yeah. and spoil it. But yeah. you, you can you can hold on. Yeah. yeah, yeah All sure, right. Sure. So. Uh, 
In terms of uh, Vasquez and uh, starting over Joseph, I think it's it's tough here. Um, yeah, I mean, Joseph just came back and you don't really want to kind of rush him into too many games. I think you do see Brandon Vasquez start this match. And if you need a goal later on, then you bring Joseph in. Uh, I think you've seen that Brandon Vasquez can play at at least the USL level. And that's definitely what this, uh, this level is against uh, St. Louis FC. But they will be very, very difficult to break through. And so, you know, hopefully it is a Brandon Vasquez that is just always on his horse mm -hmm. and harrying any person that has uh, the ball on the opposition. And, uh, you know, I think maybe he can bag a goal that way. I think uh, what, what I will say Sunday, I think was a huge vote of confidence in his favor. And I think probably his most significant minutes. He came into a match that Lane and I were losing and he helped them turn it around. Yep. And I think that's that faith from DeBoer to take out, it, and, in theory, his best attacking player for Vasquez. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think, yeah, you know, and so I, I back him to uh, have an impact tonight. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so last question from the chat. It's from Joseph Gilbert. How do you feel about Campiones Cup later this year? Man, you know, honestly, I just want trophies at this point. <laughs> With the Shield seeming out of touch and the uh, MLS Cup yeah. being a stretch, yeah. I'm taking any trophies, man. So Campionas Cup, yeah, I actually, I think it, would, it might come at a good time. Yeah. We might need a win, a win against some stiff Mexican competition could yeah. do well for the team, the Psyche. Whether we can actually beat them is a whole different story. Right. It's going to be very, very stiff competition, yeah. like you were mentioning. I think at this point, it's also, I mean, it's a trophy, but it's one of those kind of trophies where it's like a community shield yeah, uh, yeah. in the Prem. It's not exactly, it's, I believe it's in the second year. I mean, it's, yeah, it's another trophy in the, in the cabinet if we could win it. And I, I will say, though, the Mexican fans come out. I mean, like, exactly. I went to that Monterey match. You might be home. outnumbered if we don't. Uh, exactly, because when I went to that Monterey match, they were on show, you know, Mexico versus Venezuela in the bands with a great atmosphere. I think this could be a really good, exciting atmosphere, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think yeah. either way we should pack out the bends yeah. because I think it will be a great time. I think For sure. melding the cultures together. It might be some great surround sound action with the uh, just you know supporters for both sides, yeah. and it will be fantastic. So, yeah. uh, so actually, uh, before the match preview, I'm gonna hop out. We're gonna take a quick break uh, because I'm gonna handle the social media tonight, and so we need to switch the chairs <laughs> and make that happen. So, do your thing, Jay, and we'll see you really, really quickly. And welcome back, guys. And tagging in is Jay Real. Tagging, Jay. Boom. Boom. In. That's how we do it. And it's magic. <laughs> so we're going to preview tonight's quarterfinal Open Cup match against St. Louis FC. St. Louis, the match starts at 7.30-ish, uh, probably about 7.40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, depending if there's 17 uh, lightning delays. Right? So we'll see you at 11.30, guys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's at Fifth Earth Bank in Kennesaw. Some of you may be out there. This or AKA Slip and Slide Stadium now with their new uh, turf. So great job on that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be a tricky matchup. I mean, look, it's a quarterfinal. Uh, it's been a huge field, narrowed down to eight teams. I don't think we can take anybody lightly at this point. St. Louis, they have knocked out FC Cincinnati. They've knocked out Chicago en route to this point. Now let's get the system straight. Knocking out FC Cincinnati is not like they knocked out, you know, LAFC here. So, but two MLS teams. So you two know, MLS teams that we've struggled with. And uh, they did beat at United two in April, two nil, which yeah. isn't difficult this season <laughs> with the way things have been going. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, play the kids. Uh, they're getting better out there. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a physical match. I think so, yeah. Uh, especially if there's a little bit of weather and stuff. Uh, this, you know, this, these USL teams, this is huge for them. Exactly. Right. The only other uh, USL t or team left is New Mexico, I think. Yeah, New Mexico yeah, United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's it. So this is this is 
all that's left, and so they're going to take this very, very seriously. Yeah. And when they took out FC Cincinnati, it was like on this pitch with no lines and all this <laughs> stuff. So well, the advantage here is that we actually have lines on the field. So, <laughs> so I think I think I put us over the top because we have lines on the field. <laughs> it's like bad news beer situation. You know, they're just like coming in out of nowhere. They're going to go to the final. Problem. No, 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 no. We're going to win. But uh, no, yeah. So they come in. As long as we do the V formation, yeah, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that, that's what I predict is going to happen. So. So, but yes, they are a physical team. They're great on set pieces. Uh, they're dangerous down their right side. Russell Ciceroni, their right. That's winger. not his name, is it? It is. It absolutely is. It's written here, so it must be Ciceroni. I love that. I bet they have a great chant for that guy. Do they have what they did a tifo like a box of macaroni, but says Ciceroni. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. So, our left side needs to be alert again. And uh, they are managed by Anthony Pulis, the son of Tony Pulis. <laughs> you might know Tony Pulis from Stoke City fame or pretty How much How crazy any... is that? Like, what? Like, when in did a this US, happen? Yeah. In a US, I will say, like, it's impressive the kind of talent and managers that USL teams can get. I mean, yeah. The son of a form of... Well, is, he, is he still managing? Is Tony Pulis still managing? I don't think so. But... He's always being, uh, you know, rumored with uh, some other team. And when I, when I remember during, he would his name would always come up when uh, when there would be rumors for like a coach for Lane United. Right? <laughs> like, oh. oh, maybe Tony Pulis uh, is interested. And, uh, mm, yeah, well, that's... we don't need him. We have his son. We would just hire his son, obviously. Right. Yeah. It's cheaper, and anyways. Maybe our defense would actually be good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and so I think we uh, we have a big task tonight. You know. Um, it's gonna be tough, you know. It's uh, well. I think the game. main issue is we haven't had a lot of consistency in turn of, uh, of lineup. I mean, rotation is good when it's you making the decisions, but we've had injuries and other things going on yeah. that have consistently uh, affected. I think it's starting to show yeah. with our defense. Yeah. And I always thought these clean sheets were. I mean, granted, you know, statistics are. You know, the numbers don't lie. We got a clean sheet, but right. you know, there were times where I thought teams had just bad misses they yeah. should have put it they were right in they should have scored it things like that where i think we got very lucky sometimes Absolutely, and yeah. now i think that's showing that lack of consistency and now with yeah. pogba out you know i mean granted lgp can play in this game right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that's LGP's, a positive lgp is back yeah but then yeah it's it's you know miles has been playing every game so do you start him again even though we have three mls we don't want a wrestle situation where he wears down and he, he can't do anything exactly. He's, and his performances get affected yeah so it's a difficult uh i don't know if we'll see him rested or not this time around who do you put in there and we, i guess we could talk about that yeah bit, yeah but. we will in a minute yeah but uh so yeah i think uh the key to the game for us is we have to match their work rate. You know, they're going to come out. They they really want this. I think they have more motivation going into this than we do, maybe. And so we have to make All sure... All the pressure's on us. Yeah. I mean, we're the home team. We're the big MLS team. We're expected to win, but St. Louis is not going to be thinking that. And so we have to match their work rate. We have to limit their crosses. You know, we don't want too many balls coming in, especially with insecurity in terms of who's starting in defense you know we we want to make sure that we're at least limiting the work if we lose this game i guarantee you'll be on set pieces yeah get, i mean that's just Absolutely. that's how they've been knocking out these teams so yeah um, set pieces their, and crosses yeah yeah exactly so total typical pula style right <laughs> right defend 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 get a corner kick score a, a header hey right? teams have a dna yeah. and apparently they have theirs yeah so hey it works for them and it's gotten them this far yep uh who's gonna start up top who plays at the 10 will pd start we'll we'll get into that we have uh we have an idea of who we think will start 
Do we prioritize the open cup or do we uh, try to play the strong side for Melissa Mass, substitute out later? Would you line up kind of a B team tonight? <laughs> you know, in the past I would have said absolutely, but uh, you know, this at this point we've made the quarterfinals, you have to take it seriously. Yeah. I think you've got to put together the strongest lineup you can with, uh, especially, uh, there's no excuses at this point. I mean, I know we have a heavy run of matches coming with MLS, but eventually Barco's going to return. Yeah. I mean, I know Tito's probably a longer delay. Sure. Um, but Barco should hopefully be back soon. We have, you know, hopefully the Pogba hamstring isn't too serious. <sighs> um, man, yeah. yeah, you never know with those situations. But you just got to go all out. I, I don't see how you could do it any other way at, at this point. I know some people take the, the, the cup more seriously than others, less seriously than others. Um, I'm not really like, yeah, raw U.S. Open Cup. Sure. I enjoy the matches. They're intimate, especially at Kennesaw. Yeah. I really enjoy watching those types of cup tournaments yeah. because just wacky things happen. Yeah. Um, so from that aspect and entertainment value, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not always a huge fan in terms of like, you know, using up resources and right. have playing things. on substandard but, fields. But man, we got <laughs> just just crush St. Louis, please. Like yeah. five nil. Like I, I don't want to see this one nil either. If yeah. I if we win, I want to just completely bury them. I think so. I mean, I'm generally for winning matches, you know, and, I, and taking every competition seriously. And I think especially right now, these, you know, we've had two devastating losses. Confidence. Exactly. Two devastating losses in the last week. A really frustrating draw. I think that getting knocked out by a USL side would, would do so much harm for the team right now in their confidence. I think we need this win. And this is our best chance to win a trophy. It's three matches left, you know, I mean, and the next match is in August. The final theoretically would be in September. We can get through that, you know? Yeah. I think that, yes, the here and now, you take care of business tonight. I would love to see three or four goals tonight. And I can see all the CCL uh, fans, uh, for those of you that are still out there, uh, <laughs> after CCL destroyed us and the Red Bulls and everyone else uh, right. uh, in a, in, and killed our MLS season in the beginning. But, uh, you know, there there's obviously a big carrot at the end of this, which is getting a potential CCL spot again. So Listen, I'm still a fan. I still yeah. want international competition. Yeah. I still want to match up against the Liga Mekki team. So bring it. Yeah. Well, now we know what will happen. We know it will <laughs> impact the beginning of our season and will yeah. be terrible. So you just need to make sure that you kill it at the end of the season. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so just, you know, have and, that in mind. Yes. And MLS <laughs> should start earlier next season. We'll see when CONCACAF is scheduled. Hopefully they'll work with us a little bit so we're at least playing matches before we have to start CS CCL. Maybe the CBA can do something about this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> and uh, another big incentive for winning tonight, they fit, we will face the winner of Orlando NYCFC. And so, you know, that's a, either way, that's a tough opponent, but if we face Orlando in a semifinal, oof, that's a... Do you, do you think at this point NYCFC is a bigger rival for us, like on the pitch? We have played face them in the playoffs, and the, the record is actually pretty easy. Like, if you take social media out of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like NYCFC is actually more, like, it, there's more intensity there. Um, those games are intense, and they're a tough opponent. And they actually, they bring in some big players, too. They bring in some good young talent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of purely football, yeah, I think that's the better match. But in terms of everything, Atlanta-Orlando is it, I think. And, I, and Orlando's a little better this year, at least. So, it's like... Like we both keep getting knocked out in the US Open Cup before we have a chance to meet each other. So, right. um, Maybe this will be the year. It may be destiny. I know that the odds uh, in Vegas right now or wherever they do the odds right now, uh, I think I was listening to soccer down here, they said that uh, that uh, NYCFC are not the favorites. So Orlando is the favorites. It's in Orlando. Oh. Um, and so they're actually quite a bit uh, ahead of NYCFC in the, in the numbers. So, That's hey, interesting. <laughs> hey, they keep saying Orlando's different this year. I guess they'll... they'll 
see if they could prove I guess it. So a lot of Orlando fans are in Vegas right I now. I don't know. I feel dirty talking this much about Orlando. Yeah, so I feel like we should move on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, not available for us for this match. Of course, Pogba is going to be out for at least the next three weeks. Tito is still working his way back. As is Barco. Barco might be ready after Seattle this weekend. Kevin Kratz, George Bellow, those are long-term injuries. They're still out. And so, yeah, I'm going to jump in with the predicted 11. Do you want to jump in with some thoughts as well? I think they should put Lorenowitz in as a striker. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get that angry energy out. Yeah. Just put him up there. You he's know. always taking these long shots. Let's uh, put in him the In system, sometimes he's way up there anyway. Yeah. So he's, like, you know, running into the box now and stuff. So, yeah, why not? But yeah. I think Larry will start, though. Yeah, actually. And so we'll so get... I would slot him in there, in the so, middle. So uh, we're going to get into the predicted 11. Yeah, and so uh, goalkeeper, who's in? Probably. Uh, why do you always gotta start with a goalkeeper? I think I, I we should start this time we should start with Larry and then work our way oh, around right. him. No, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's really the strong He's the that centerpiece. That this drink, let's be clear. yeah, so Guzan's gonna be starting and goalkeeper, I think. This is a good callback though to our chat questions because yes. we yes. did have a question that whether Ambrose will start over Parkhurst. I don't have, I have both Ambrose and Parkhurst in this lineup. I think this is going to be a funky lineup. I think uh, Escobar needs to rest. Um, he, he just plays every match and is destined to accumulate a yellow card in every single match. Uh, but I think Ambrose will be experimented at right back. Uh, then I think we have LGB and Parkhurst in the middle and on left back is Shea, who has not started in two weeks now. So you don't think Escobar, you think Escobar is going to get a rest? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, and I just to be clear, I think this is about rest. You yeah. Know, just, he plays every match, and he's such an important player for Atlanta. Yeah. I think that Escobar will play. Okay. Uh, I think that we'll see. Um, uh, probably see Ambrose. I, I don't think he had the greatest game uh, the other day, but he's just gotten back. Sure. Yeah. As well. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember seeing him play for Atlanta United two leading up to this. So I think he just he came played, right out of training. I think he played a couple times. Maybe yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was a couple times. E either way, yeah. uh, coming back from injury is always tricky, yeah. uh, especially a long injury. So right. I think we'll see him get time. It's important. I think for him, for sure, uh, fitness wise. And I think you're right. I think Parkhurst is going to be in there because other than putting Larry Ooh. there. Who are you going to put in the center exactly with LGP? And you've got to we, surely we're resting Miles at this point. We ha that's a right? Miles has to rest because he's playing. He's played he just in the same play. sense. I could see what you're saying that with Escobar. Yeah, too, exactly. I just feel like with the lack of depth at, at that position that we may still see him. We, I, yeah. I mean, this is yeah, this is just me kind of being hopeful more than anything else. But yeah, Miles even played the previous Open Cup matches, so he really hasn't gotten a rest. And so I, I personally would like to see him rested for this match. Now, uh, getting into the midfield, now, I, I wrote down Romani. I'm actually going to change this to Lorenowitz and Hyman in the middle. I think that, uh, yeah, that's your pivot. Hyman, of course, would be more of the ball carrier, getting forward a little bit. Lorenowitz, I think, starts in the midfield, will be pretty stationary, be uh, your defensive midfielder, your kind of check back when we have the ball. Yeah, and shout out to FaZe Atlanta United for that last question about Ambrose Overs Parkhurst. And Justin Johnson, we did get your question in chat. He said, uh, who do you think Hyman replaces tonight? Yeah, so I think he's like the Nagby player in this lineup. I think that's the consensus across when you read across different yeah. uh, sites, you know, The Athletic and Dirty South Soccer, and you talk to people is that he's not quite a 10. He's kind of in between. Right. Uh, we don't quite know how he'll fit in the system. And so I'm really curious to see, just to see how he plays in our system. Mm -hmm. 
Um, how much does he track back defensively? Right. Is he more? Is he more similar, similar to PT in that regard, where he's sure. not that guy that expects to do that defensive work, nor does Frank expect him to do it in certain formations? Uh, and how would that work against a very physical team yeah. uh, today in St. Louis? So right, exactly. it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. So now getting to the wings, I have uh, Dion Pereira and Justin Miriam starting. I think Pereira, yeah, you know, I think the other guys need rest. Uh, and from Rerum, I mean, he's just, he's hot. You know, he's been legitimately one of our best attackers since. Do we started. know what the wrist? I know he said this was the, for the fans. He had the white wristband around his uh, thing, and when he celebrated, he pointed to it and he said in a tweet that it was for the fans. So I don't know if that's a thing that's going to continue on or what, but um, mm -hmm. it, that was pretty cool that he did that uh, yeah. to kind of show appreciation. I don't know if something was written on there. Be interesting to see if maybe someone um, in the press ends up asking him yeah. to find out. If anybody knows, let us know. If he scores again, then we'll have to. Yeah, ask. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, up top, uh, I have Vasquez and Joseph. Somebody asked if uh, Vasquez would be replacing Joseph. I actually have them both um, because I think they play well off of each other. I think Joseph's been doing a lot of creating this season. Vasquez is going to give you hard work and will actually go to the wings a lot. So I think they can actually work with each other really well. And against a physical team, having a big body in there, I don't know. I, I, so I like Joseph and Vasquez to start up top. Could kind of run out of four four two of sorts in this match. Hey, with as physical as it's going to get, I have no problem with having those two guys up top together. So, yeah. and you know they're going to float in and out, and it's going to you know create chaos. So, uh, yeah. why not? Uh, it'll be interesting. Listen, yeah. Pulis managing four four two. This is just <laughs> good old England. Yeah, and we know they're. I mean, they have. I don't know if St. Louis is going to come out of the gate just freewheeling. I know New Mexico United's more of that style. Mm -hmm. St. Louis, I would imagine, against this is going to bunker and counter and try to get those set pieces. So we really need as much of an attacking force as possible up there. Because sometimes so. Joseph can get lost in the weeds. Yeah. He's trying to come back and do that creating. And then there's nobody up, up top. top. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that, I think, does it for our match preview. I don't know if you had any other thoughts in terms of the lineup or what to expect tonight. Yeah. No, I mean, I just... Please, no lighting, please. <laughs> please. I have to go to work later, guys. Please, can the weather be uh, okay? And and for those of you guys that made it out to the match, uh, awesome. Good on you. It's always a trip for many people. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you live in Kennesaw, it's not. But yeah. um, it's. I've been up there three times now. This is the first time I think I'm not up there. Uh, but we're happy to join you here in the live stream and glad that you attended and, and joined us. Yeah. And so on that note, we're going to end with our question of the day. Now that we've done squad goals, tats, and so forth, what would you like to see us do next? Get in the comments, let us know, tweet at us. We always listen, we, we read everything, we appreciate the support. And Yeah, and uh, what kind of budget can you provide us? No. <laughs> With every suggestion. How much money? <laughs> just, you know, just throwing it out. No, I'm just saying, if it's a $10,000 concept, just it might take us a while to get to it. <laughs> you know, realis yeah. realistic expectations. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so that's it for us today. Subscribe if you haven't already. Smash the like, share this video because it really does help us. I'm Mark, this is Jay. Thank you guys so much for watching.